This is the Authentic Sex Podcast. Real life conversations about sex, pleasure and relationships. I'm your host, Juliet Allen. Welcome to the Authentic Sex Podcast. My name is Juliet. I'm a sexologist and a sex and relationship coach and the host of the Authentic Sex Podcast. Today is episode 79 of the podcast and we're talking about self-pleasure, bisexuality and hand jobs, amongst a lot of other stuff. I titled it this because... Uh, well, I guess it's like three of my favorite things to talk about right now. But um, in this podcast, we're going to be covering, and I say we because I have beautiful Leela back on Hello. on the episode. Welcome. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about other things like um, favorite our favorite books, um, music to fuck to or make love to, I should say, um, dirty talk. Um, I don't know. We're, we're going to like freestyle on this one and just see where it takes us. We're currently sitting in a beautiful little cabin in the woods and looking out into onto this like little creek and the sun setting and Leela's naked and I'm naked and it's just like heaven on earth. It's pretty damn delicious. It is actually, yeah. Um, so, just giving you guys context that I'm not sitting in a studio. No. Um, this I is just... real life transmission. Yeah, this is kind of like a chat we'd have over dinner. So, um, before we start, this episode of Authentic Sex is sponsored by Johnny Condoms. Johnny Condoms are eco-friendly, non-toxic and vegan friendly, which is awesome. Johnny Condoms are all about breaking down the shame, taboo and awkwardness around purchasing condoms, especially as women. And for me, I'm really um, like really love to promote that women should take responsibility and men for their sexual health. And that's part of being an empowered sexual being by purchasing condoms and by keeping condoms with you um, and looking after yourself. So if you are looking for a condom brand that is non-toxic, Johnny is for you. Purchase your Johnny condoms today at johnnyjonny.com.au and you can also find them on Instagram at choose underscore Johnny. So, babe. I feel like that's a great place to start, condoms. I feel okay. like I feel like as a teenager, just even what you were sharing just then, I'm like, wow, I'm just thinking of so many times where I just had weird sexual encounters and good ones too, but I just never was prepared and kind of had so many expectations of men and boys and ended up either feeling super disempowered or having like unprotected sex and then being freaked out. And I'm just like, wow, it's just a really interesting place to start a chat around just being empowered sexual women and the importance of taking care of our like sexual health definitely um yeah let's go into condoms actually perfect Mm. before we do um i'll introduce you (laughs) oh yeah that's (laughs) leela's a good friend of mine and um we met Last year, this time a year ago in India, we were both doing a tantra training. I was assisting on one and Leela was working 
I mean, was attending it and, um, and we connected and, um, here we are. And Leela's a, um, just tell people what you do. Sure. So I call myself a feminine healing guide and I am really just devoted to supporting and empowering women to be more in their bodies, in their power, more receptive to their pleasure potential. However, that looks, Mm. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so condoms mm. yeah i reckon definitely women in particular are not don't aren't in, not encouraged in general to take responsibility for buying condoms and keeping them on us totally. like i remember my mum gave my brother a packet of condoms mm. at a really young age but didn't give them to me and i was always really intrigued like they always sat very in a very proud position on his like mm. dresser in his bedroom and i i didn't even touch them i just would like always be intrigued like oh mum gave my brother condoms he's younger than me and then now i'm like and mum's probably listening mum listens to my podcast hey, so mum you didn't do anything wrong <laughs> i love you and i think you're the most amazing mother um I just have learned from that that, um, well, it's just interesting that we assume that guys should be carrying them. Totally. Because in my experience, in my, like, real prime single years, but, I mean, even more recently, I've experienced that lots of men don't carry condoms and then it's kind of me who's like, um, oh, okay, well, I'll just grab one from the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. So women don't, there's no shame in buying condoms and um, finding a condom that suits your partner or lover, Mm. suits you too. Yeah. Because there's so many different ones. But yeah, definitely check out Johnny. There is an Australian brand. Yeah, Johnny. (sighs) So next. Oh, okay. So on Instagram, we put a call out a couple of nights ago on our Insta stories just saying, look, we're going to record a podcast together. What do you want us to talk about? So what we've done is had a look at the the people who responded to that, what they said, and then we've just picked out a few things that stood out that we would f- find fun to answer because yeah. we're in a fun mood and um, <laughs> juicy fun mood. So we're like, let's talk about juicy fun things. So let's start with self-pleasure practices. Yeah. Someone was like, Oh, what, what do you guys do for self-pleasure? Like, um, tell us. So that's something we're both big fans of. And I guess we both, um, are in alignment with, we're both like talking to women about the importance of that. So So. such a vital place as we, yeah, learn how our bodies want to be want to be loved and pleasured and experienced and just how often we've outsourced that and we only really get taught that partners can give us pleasure I remember I was like maybe 20 and found out that like women could have orgasms like Mm. I didn't even know no one even told me like I was so obsessed with sex and pleasure and like yeah I'd been you know explored my body and had like clitoral whatever orgasms but just even the idea I remember like hearing for the first time that I could have all these different types of orgasms and just just being like oh my god I've been so robbed of this information and Mm. yeah that was like so fascinating to just to just see like I remember even 
I I watched this TED talk by this woman and she was talking about young women and pleasure in America. And it was, and she used this example of like how, you know, in sex ed, when you're a teenager, they show a diagram of like a male's genital anatomy. Mm. And it's like all detail, penis, balls, we learn all this stuff. And the woman's was just like, fallopian tubes and an ovary yeah, you know so it's cool. like there was no mention of like the cervix what it looks like where how it moves during our cycle the fact that we can have cervical orgasms that the g-spot is not a mystical thing it's just like a bit of tissue that's protecting our urethra you know like yeah. these basic basic stuff that's not taught in schools yeah it's nuts it's crazy it's crazy yeah yeah yeah, so self-pleasure so, for me has been, like, bringing my, you know, it's obviously not always about genital touch. It's about how I can make my whole body an erogenous zone and, like, receive pleasure from my breasts and my neck and just, like, learning to love all of my body mm-hmm. and give it pleasure. But then if we were to, like, chat about more, you know, genital self-pleasure, just... What do you do? Like, if you were to self-pleasure tonight, what would you... I've got to admit, I would get my crystal wand out pretty soon. This and is... Just... I'm not paying her to say... <laughs> I'm not paying her to... I actually <laughs> promise I'm not paying her to say this. I'm obsessed with... With Juliet's wand. Yeah. <laughs> I just got my, my new black obsidian one and... My poor, poor brother had to had to message and say, "Hey, I gotta stop following you on Instagram. I'm getting a bit freaked out <laughs> by the fact you've got this big black crystal cock that you're just showing to the world." Sorry, bub. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty like that was quite big when I when I started using ones because in the past I'd used vibrators and like they it was just so intense and. I would just kind of explode in like a minute and for me the ones have enabled me to like slow down and to um yeah first of all to like touch the outside of my my pussy and like connect with that and then really checking in and waiting until my vagina feels like ready for penetration and then yeah, normally I'd use like some coconut oil and, and like using those ones has been really profound of of like just being able to like, especially because that one's curved, like. So this is the, oh yeah, I can see it on the bedside yeah, table. So it's nice the, and close. Yeah. Um, the black obsidian curved wand. Oh. Is that, what's your, and you've got a um, Rose Quartz original like Juliet wand there. What's your favorite at the moment? I I'm obsessed with that black one. Yeah. There's something about the color, the obsidian, like it's so sexy just to look at. And then the fact it's curved, I feel like, um, yeah, just allows me to like touch different parts of, of like my, my pelvic space and my, Mm. my yoni and. Mm. That's my favorite at the moment too. Like, um, that's, that's, yeah, that's a fave. Yeah. And I, I actually like using that on the outside. Like I don't mm. just use it on the inside. It's like like to like stimulate my vulva and my clitoris. And Something I don't nice know, about sexy. having more than your finger as well, but also yeah. not being like a dildo, like a, you know, silicon dildo. Like there's something so nice about using crystals and the healing properties, but that they're also just beautiful and like, yeah. From the earth. From the earth. Totally. Yeah. 
I can totally relate, relate with the vibrator thing. I was so addicted to vibrators. and the, But it's just like this short, sharp kind of experience. Within like five minutes, I was like done and oh, making dinner or something. 25 seconds. I just yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. To- totally like yeah. it's like under a minute. But you know what? Um, I get sent like different toys and stuff just to trial. And I mean, no one's really sending them to me much anymore. I think they've figured out that I'm not that big a fan, but I used to get heaps. And so I got one and I was like, you know what? Like one day I was feeling a bit naughty and I was like, I'm going to use a vibrator and I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm going to just see what it's like. And I tried it and it was so like, I had to stop and I was like, oh, it just wasn't even pleasurable. It was like, so high speed on my I was had it on my clit it was just like a little bullet and um I just turned it off and was like oh wow I, I genuinely am done like I thought yeah. maybe I could like it's kind of like you know I thought I was like only into men at the moment and had like a little taste of woman I'm like I don't know that's a silly analogy but it's like I thought I was done with them but maybe I'm not it's the same with vibrators it's mm. like doesn't work for me totally. but it's okay if you do use one it too. Okay, just be aware that it can like kind of numb out your nerves, and then you might not be experiencing the full potential of what your pussy is capable of receiving. Mm. And for me, it's also been this thing. Like, I feel like a lot of the circles we hang out with, it's like no orgasm and like hold your thing. Mm. Like sometimes I want to have an orgasm, and like sometimes I want to have a clitoral orgasm, and it's like been such a process for me to like unshame myself for the fact that I want that sometimes and I'm like oh I'm actually that's what I'm desiring right now and maybe not being addicted to that like I I have been in the past but choosing honoring that and like fucking enjoying it if that's what I want definitely definitely I agree yeah and same for men it's like there's so I like I feel like in my ex-partnership like shame around because there's this whole thing around non-ejaculation which is beautiful if that's like something people are practicing but that there's also mm. yeah no shame if you like come that that's just yeah like, a beautiful it's okay thing to be celebrated as well and that women yeah don't don't shame your men no way yeah. but then there's the opposite like women ask me oh my man can't reach climax mm. what do i do it's so weird and or men who are like fuck i find it really hard to come and i'm like oh that's interesting yeah. because that's my ideal scenario yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a way it's like a man who doesn't ejaculate but then i think culturally and which is taught that like that's what sex is is the man comes maybe the woman has an orgasm oh, she's lucky if she's lucky and then sex is over and we've we've like dusted our hands and completed the job and we had Tick sex boxes. and Ooh. so it's it's um yeah it's about reprogramming totally. ourselves me and me and Jules were actually just joking before around like just energetic sex and like where we count that as sex and other times where we're a bit cheeky and don't kind of <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> that's a whole other topic that's like yeah maybe a whole other topic because energetic sex is like it oh, do we go in <laughs> I, I actually think we don't on this that's episode enough. That's, that's anyone that wants to know tell us and we'll make another podcast yeah we could do one on that i want to hear about your first experience with self-pleasure if you remember oh. it i don't remember it but i would have been really young and i you think i used to like get a pillow and hump it cute that's so sweet i know and then um and then 
I didn't know that it was masturbation. Like I just was like, I just remember memories of doing that. And then, and then I like, yeah, I didn't really think about it or anything. I just did it. And then I had my first boyfriend. The first time I had like penetrative sex with a man was, I was 18. I was like my first proper, like the first time I fell in love. And, um, and we had sex and then after that I was kind of like you that was like I think it was about age 19 when I got out of that relationship Mm. that I was like oh I can consciously self-pleasure like this is what it is this is what I've been doing and then I started to discover orgasms but before it was just like a way of being like I didn't know what it was Mm. so So interesting innocence of just like yeah. how natural it is and like that babies do it in the uterus yeah. it's like so much a part of us that that has been that's beautiful that you weren't shamed out of it but so many women i know were like caught or this or that you know and it's like caught like oh, caught, caught masturbating yeah. and it's like then they get this really yeah just like distorted thing that it's wrong and it's actually so beautiful Definitely. Yeah. I encourage my daughter to. Mm, wow. It's so just like if you, you know, feel too, like there's no shame in that. Mm. And, um. Wow, what a gift. Yeah, it's just like explore your body, explore your pleasure. And I've even taught, taught her about, um, like, you know, sexual energy and how orgasms can happen in different ways. And I mean, she's, she's 12, so she's like in high school now and she's. <laughs> A little bit like um mom seriously <laughs> so she's in that stage mm. whereas before young when she was younger she was just a, little, a lot more like absorbing it but you know i have no doubt that she's absorbed it and, yeah. um it's, yeah i was just thinking like recently about how you know I'm not saying every sexual encounter has to be like this deep spiritual sexual sacred thing like it it doesn't but like you know in tantra how they talk about how a woman's yoni or vagina is like the most receptive part and that we can Mm -hmm. often hold these imprints of like any partners we've had and just and and in my experience that's quite true of like holding on to that imprint until I'm consciously able to let it go and yeah just like had somebody shared that with me and and like you know being a 12 year old being like because I remember my dad tried to talk to me and was like if you want to have sex like use condoms and it was like kind of too young and like would mm. feel just like oh and I'd already been conditioned to be like ah, I don't want to talk to my parents about that mm. and you know instead of it being that kind of conversation if it was just like hey so like hormonally mm. things are changing and you've got this new energy in you that is should be celebrated Mm. and it's not about that you can't share it but like just being taught about the levels at which we can share that like Mm. kissing and how beautiful that is and then like you know making love with our clothes on and like that that's like just just like to break it down so that it's not like you're a teenager and you kiss someone and then you have to have sex with them and it's like just being like oh you've got this energy and it's beautiful but just be conscious with how you want to share it instead of being like don't share it because that's you're gonna get stis and don't want to get pregnant pregnant and it's like wow imagine if we actually got taught that it was like this beautiful thing Definitely. To be shared with who we choose to consciously. I'm just, mm. Yeah, I'm so excited to have children and mm. <laughs> role model that. Yeah, definitely. I think as a parent, 
like because I get parents asking me how do I educate my child and my advice for parents listening is um if you're now like oh shit I probably need to talk to my child it's first sort out your own shit Mm. around your sexuality and sex because the most powerful education you can give your child is giving them the transmission of a sexually empowered Mm. adult who honors their sexuality who is comfortable with intimacy, mm. who looks after themselves, um, their sexual health, who um, uh, self-pleasures, who doesn't hide sex. So, like, for example, my daughter knows that if my bedroom door's closed, um, which it never is aside from when I'm making love, um, that I'm making love. And she's like, she went through a bit of a stage of like... Uh, like Mm. but now she's just so cool with it like she doesn't even flinch like you know we you know when I wake up in the morning make love with my partner most mornings um we just like silently shut the door like we don't slam it so we make it really subtle and we're at one end of the house and she's often at the other end and then we just like make love and then we go out and we're like hey she's like hey Mm. and it's like so normal that she knows that's happening and Obviously, we don't, like, have loud lovemaking sessions because that's a bit OTT, I think, for, like, a child. Um, but, um, yeah, so just model what model a healthy sex life and um, that's the best education you can give. Mm. Mm. <sighs> so that was kind of self-pleasure. I kind of do the same as you at the moment. Yeah. Like, use a wand um get coconut oil like massage my pussy my breasts and then just yeah yeah use a wand and and like you know sometimes it is orgasm or like an orgasm doesn't have to through. sometimes it doesn't sometimes it's like stopping just before that point and like breathing it up and you know using intention setting that sending that energy out there and like using that that powerful energy to manifest and other times it's not that yeah totally (laughs) yeah sometimes it's just like oh just like stroking my legs like it doesn't have to be this crazy sexual orgasmic experience it's just about learning to like give our bodies love Mm. asking them how they want to be touched have you ever gotten into like mutual masturbation where like you're masturbating with a partner a little bit but not no haven't had a like a partner in a little while Mm. i'm very like I think that's a very beautiful thing to share, though. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I think that's, like... In a way, that should be a prereq for sex. It should be Mm. like, hey, let's make love to ourselves first Mm. and witness each other in that. And then, oh, that could be a cool, like, new thing for me. Like, that's... Mm. Yeah. Or for people listening. That could be challenging for a lot of people, like, to touch yourself and pleasure yeah, yourself touching yourself can be hard enough for, for a lot of people yeah so I need yeah. to back it up a bit and not yeah true and if that is you and you're like whoa I don't even want to put my hands near my genitals like you know looking at why that is and just starting with your breasts yeah. and like or your arms your or thighs and your foot how does your left foot want to be touched and loved you know yeah could be some you might find out you have a foot fetish yeah, which lots of people actually do I'm not surprised yeah. actually I'm not into that but you're not no neither am I but I mean like I've let I've let allowed lovers to like suck on my toes and stuff just because it's I'm like good feeling. yeah I'm like yeah okay I'll go there like if you want to go for it like um but yeah <laughs> 
Layla just distraction. <laughs> Layla's blowing her nose. This is a <laughs> this is a very real life podcast. Do you want some chocolate? Um, yes, I do. I love this way less formal. So, um, okay, next, um, next one is bisexuality. Someone mm. asked, um, how to navigate, oh, yum, how to navigate bisexuality as a young woman. I don't know how young you are. Um, I don't know. Oh, now I've got a mouthful of chocolate. Chocolate and hair. Where'd the hair come from? <laughs> um, how to navigate bisexuality as a young woman. And we mm. kind of, we kind of, this was the one that stood out for us because we're both been in um serious long-term relationships with women Mm -hmm. so um yet we're both big fans of men i don't necessarily identify as bisexual i just kind of am like i'm free sexual (laughs) free sexual i'm like oh Mm -hmm. if a beautiful woman comes my way and i feel like charged there i'm not gonna well i'm at the moment i'm in a monogamous relationship so i am gonna say no um well, I'm sure my partner would be open to um, to sharing that woman, but um, but then yeah, I just like float between whatever feels good. What about you? Yeah, I remember, I remember being like 14 and just like wanting to kiss girls so much, and it was so natural to me. And there was never, I wasn't one of those like hypersexual kids that like does really wild things. It's mm-hmm. like a but like. When, when I hit puberty, I was like, woo! So, um, yeah, and I just remember, like, loving kissing girls and just, like, having intimacy with girls that were just, like, my really good friends. And they, I, I never, like, had a relationship with a woman at that at that point. But um, did you – were you – did you shame yourself for it? Or was no, it really normal? Yeah, really I was normal the same as to you. Me. Mm. Um, yeah. I think because, like, I never... It was just a quite... Like, it wasn't like I wanted romantic relations with, with those women. But, yeah, that's something that... Yeah, and, like, my, my first love was, like... Yeah, like, more recently in my life was, was with a woman. And mm. I've never had such such depth with someone. Mm. Yeah, and I don't really want to speak into that that, that specific thing, but like yeah. for me, yeah, even even since like and I had a lot of healing to do with men before I actually felt safe to have intimacy with men again. Yeah. Um and that was just part of my journey, but yeah, it's like just just flowing and we we live in a time where there is less shame around being queer or being all the things even though it's still such a journey and there's you know not equality in any way but yeah um but then you know you can explore and not have to be identifying the lgbtiq alphabet you can just explore for the sake of exploring and um like i was exploring with a girl little like when i was a little girl like Mm. probably like my earliest memory memory would be like five or six yeah and then um and then as a teenager, like kissing friends, but then looking back, I was kind of hiding it mm. and denying it. One one girl said something at school to like the friendship circle. So I just barred her because I was like, uh, no, that didn't happen. So mm. looking back, I like must have had a thing around, oh, I don't want anyone to know. But 
Um, yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting thing, like, with all the categories, because I, I kind of didn't even, I'm like, I'm just a sexual person. I'm not bisexual. I'm not queer. I'm not lesbian. Because people would always be like, you don't look like a lesbian. Oh, my and God. And that would shit me, too, because yeah. I'd be like, fuck you and your labels. And, yeah. like, I, I just, I'm a lover. But then I've also found how not identifying as queer, because, like, in... You know, I I have recently started to be like, oh, I actually am. And that gives me a community to belong to as well if mm. I want that. So I also see where not identifying as that can also limit and isolate me mm. from being part of something bigger and being part of a movement of, like, sexual equality. Mm. Yeah, true. That's yeah. true. That's really true. And that was because I was kind of challenged by my, my uncle who yeah who's gay and like he was like oh like how how does you not um identifying as as queer actually kind of limit you from being in solidarity with people who've actually had to struggle to be to be recognized in in their sexuality in that way do you want to um like kind of explain queer because lots of people listening like lots of people obviously will, will know what that means um but like because I was only having a conversation with a close friend the other day and he was like, what are you, what? What's queer? Like, what is that? Oh, God, is it an acronym for something? No, no, it's Me, not. Me, I thought it was just kind of like not being heteronormative. Yeah, I, do well, you, I don't do know. Like, understanding? Um, yeah, I think it's just like somebody who's falls just in love fluid. with the... Fluid? falls in love with the person, mm. can be with trans people, yeah. could be with bisexual people could be with good i don't know people listening may be like no that's not what it is so i'm i apologize if i'm getting it wrong i really don't want to be offensive maybe you should look it up if you're identifying as that i don't identify as queer i don't like the net the word the word it just makes me feel um this is just a really personal thing it makes me feel yeah, I don't know. I should look into why I don't like the word. So I just yeah. identify as free sexual. Free sexual. Cool. I'm free. And I'm yeah, sp- and it's totally also like not my area of specialty. I know there's so many different names mm. for all these things. And, and, and I'm always happy to be called out if I'm using the wrong thing and, mm. you know, not. Yeah. Did you find now you can um you can totally say I don't want to discuss this on the podcast and then throw it back to me. Mm-hmm. Did you find challenges being in relationship with a woman as a bisexual woman? And if you don't want to, for the sacredness of that relationship and friendship, you don't have to. What are you asking? Um, discuss the challenges you found in. Well, you can say. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, back that's a boundary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I found it challenging. Um, I found it... I've been obviously in relationship with men and women. And um, I found it challenging being in relationship with a woman because I also enjoyed intimacy with men. And I was in a monogamous relationship by choice. And it was basically the death of our relationship in the end because... I did, couldn't entirely commit mm. to to something bigger for us as a couple mm. because I knew that my truth was I 
like desired men so much even though we she's an amazing woman and I honor and cherish her and our time together and the sex was great it, it, there's but you can't even compare it's like a different mm. you know realm sleeping with women and men but that was I found that a real fucking challenge and then I've been in a relationship with men with one man in particular where all I wanted like I, I loved him and the sex was, was great but I wanted to explore with women and so mm. then he, he was like well can I be there and I was like I kind of want to be by myself and mm. and so then that came up in that scenario so it's interesting I've experienced both but I would say that um, it was the death of one relationship mm. so I don't know how to navigate that mm. I guess right now I'm not as interested in women sexually so mm. um, who knows what's around the corner who knows who knows um, mm. yeah um, mum mum cool so I think we've covered that enough bisexuality yeah. I got oh. a few questions for you that I want to know about <laughs> sure go for it you ready yeah, what is it? All right, so one thing that I've always been insecure about are hand jobs. And again, I'm sorry if my brother or anyone or my family's if listening. This is your, if your brother's listening, you've probably switched off by now <laughs> when you so. mentioned self-pleasuring with a black wand. So I would love any tips and tricks in the sacred art of hand jobs. All right, this is a good one. Um, well, I always feel sorry just that men are able to give that to themselves better because they mm. can do that. They can't give themselves head unless they're acrobats. They all try, I guarantee they've all tried to suck their own cock. I would if I was a man. I would, I would be like, I'm going to get so flexible because I want to suck I'm my own I'm going to go to yoga every day just so I can suck my I'd cock. love to if I was a guy. I'd I love to lick my own someone in high too. school that could lick their own pussy. Would you she lick your own pussy if you could? Yeah. I definitely 100%. would be so into it. I would be so antisocial. <laughs> Everyone would just be like, where did Layla go? She started doing contortion and then she just disappeared. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, hand jobs. Okay, well, Download. funny, firstly, my history is I my first boyfriend and my first love he um I was young I was 18 and 17 actually when we first got together and um he said to me once I think I was trying to give him a hand job and he said just stop like you are never going to do it as good as I can and in that moment I was like well shutting up shop for that one and I did shutting up the hand job shop and oh without even realizing it, I didn't really explore hand jobs at all with men. I would just go straight to blow jobs, and I just um, perfected the art of, um, of of blow jobs. I mean, that's me kind of talking myself up. So, but um, you um, want a perfected blow job? We know who did. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so. Um, so I just went straight to blowjobs. However, the, more recently, um, I've, I guess I've like been um, mastering the art of good hand jobs. And what it took for me to master the art was to be really 
open and honest with my um my lover about the fact that I didn't feel confident so that was like the first step because Mm. then it 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 was like oh I'm not really feeling like I want to share with you I'm not feeling confident in this area and I just don't really know what you want and anyway long story short he told me what he wanted and showed me and then, um, so the, the art is, and I reckon I'm really good at it now. Do you reckon most men are the same, how they want it? Well, I know, because I haven't been doing it for that long. It was true, like my true. one shortcoming. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like one, my only downfall. No, it was like one of my downfalls that I just was like, I'm not good at that. And um, that was just from my first boyfriend experience. And then it carried through into lovers and stuff. Um, so... Tip would be for this is a personal personal thing would be like use some oil. You can do it dry. Some men like hand jobs dry. I'll speak to you. Some men some men do like them dry, but and some men don't like oil. So that's a personal preference. Check in with your with your male friends what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um I use like um coconut oil like some or a coconut oil based lube and then um put that on his cock and like massage his cock massage like touch his balls and like really gently like touch a ball touch his balls like you would touch a pussy like it's so delicate Mm. such a delicate area so like with so much love and intention in your hands Mm. and in your whole being but I mean before you do that you can like honor the man and honor his heart and on a like touch his tummy and like mm. men are different to women in that for us we want our heart touched first and we t- we we literally talked about this a couple of podcast episodes ago about the heart and women but men seem to like because the positive pole in their body is their cock they need a hands-on cock pretty quick just to ground them whereas you know how for us like we would like touch all we'd like ultimately want our whole body touch and then our pussy would want to really yearn for it mm. a man actually like more so and men listening <coughs> bless Excuse you me. bless yeah. you men listening may be like no i like all that so everyone's unique but in general they need that to ground them mm. like even so you can do a bit of fluffiness and massage but then you know put at least put your hand on the cock and then Good hand jobs. I think like for me it's not just about like getting my partner off. So obviously um I am with my partner who um practices ejaculation choice, I would call it. Like he ch- he can choose when or not he ejaculates, doesn't ejaculate often and um all my past lovers in the last um you know, couple of probably last like um, my past male lovers in the last few years have all been practicing that so that's something that I'm used to so for me it's not about getting a man off to ejaculate that's the first thing it's not like I'm going to pull on his cock until he comes mm-hmm. so it's like a bigger picture of like how can I fully honor his whole body and his soul so for me I'm like really calling in like my precess archetype mm. like really like feeling reverence yeah like reverence for him and feeling like the that power that you feel when you're calling in that archetype you know that like mm. real like just like more holding space and then just feel into what feels right some men like the tip of their cock 
like really folk like they want focus on that so like some men like it really soft some men want a full like stroke from the bottom to the top and the bottom Mm. to the top other men you know and it depends if they're circumcised or not i guess too exactly so um Mm. so i reckon we need to sit up for sound so um it's all about communication like asking what do you like you'll find that different men like different Mm. things and some men like it really tight like a really firm grip like firmer than you're just like what the hell Mm. and others like it's soft and fire like others like the fire touch so you can bring the elements in like fire Mm. earth which is more grounding slower firm touch air which is like you know and then like ether which is like energetic Mm. um i like the reverse grip like um so let's use the mic so say this is a cock you're going like that right and then the reverse grip is like that so it's like you flip your hand upside down yeah you're flipping your hand upside down and it's like kind of going like that and it's like it creates a different feel on the end of the cock um so there's like so many different techniques maybe i should do a like a video a video course whole e-course something like that but um Mm. yeah and i guess it's about really being open to receiving feedback you know Mm. as women we Mm. we also need to learn how to express what we desire and not and and yeah learning to to share in a way that men are able to receive that and like work on that and vice versa like feeling into if you get super triggered if someone's like oh could you do it a bit more like this or that it's like quite an art to receiving and giving giving your your desires so yeah if someone says oh i really love it if you could touch me with a more firmer grip then um instead of being like what you don't like what i'm doing it's like more just like thanks for asking for what you need i'd love to do that and it's not taking it personally like we it's okay to not know everything yeah. and you're not going to know if your partner doesn't tell you or you can wait you know you can notice his feedback like you may be touching his cock or maybe you go from his cock to his balls and suddenly he's moaning more and you're like oh this guy really loves his balls being touched put that in the mental <laughs> bank for like you know this is what this guy like. maybe your next partner is the opposite so it's just like learning to it's read like, signals and ask if you don't know and then you can like anally stimulate a man so while you're t- with your say one hand you can touch his cock and then you can get your other hand and touch his ass and you don't have to insert a finger you can just like touch it see what his feedback is i would recommend that if you haven't discussed that perhaps don't go down there and t- you could ask like are you comfortable with me touching your your ass um some men will be like uh no others will be like yeah hell yeah go for it yeah um others will be curious and it may take a few goes for them to like initiate that because obviously that's quite taboo for men still especially in heterosexual men um but that's also awesome you know um yeah it's very pleasurable just like having those conversations around boundaries and desires and yeah breaking those taboos that we're not like just how how 
how much more safety there can be when there's actually space to talk about it all you know and know what's on the table and know what's off the table and like when you have that clarity that you can actually fully surrender into a sexual Mm -hmm. experience because you're not like are they hating this are they gonna tell me if they don't like it am I just you know yeah just running around in the dark or do you have clarity that they're gonna actually give you (laughs) you know Mm-hmm. yeah share with you what what's going on for them totally and vice versa definitely cool yeah I dig it um I'm sure lots of people have different styles of hand jobs one of my good friends she's amazing well I don't know because I don't have a cock but I haven't seen her give a hand job but um I'll tell you about that afterwards like she's very much um about like touching the whole body and Mm. she's like she's really she's cool but yeah I'm still yet to have the coordination to like have one hand massaging the shoulder and the other hand down the cock like it takes a lot of like coordination and thinking for me so um but you know work of work in progress (laughs) haven't had any complaints so wonderful thanks for sharing your insight you're welcome (laughs) Um, let's go to the next question, which was, what's our favorite books? I just, I'll start. My favorite is Wild Nights by David Data. Oh, I've, read I've read a few chapters. It's so good. I've read a few chapters that's in Finding God Through Sex. He's oh, got a few yeah. chapters in there of that. It's yeah. a good book. Which Finding God Through Sex? Mm, yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. What's your favorite book? I mean, as a, as a self-dubbed pussy priestess <laughs> vagina by Naomi Wolf is like an incredible incredible book which mm. taught me a lot yeah all my favorite books are kind of around female anatomy so mm. there's that there's wild feminine by Tammy Lynn Kent and anatomy of female arousal by Sherry Winston that mm. is an amazing book for any women and for men that love women that's fucking epic Awesome. I'm going to order a couple of those yeah. to remind me to ask you about them. Yeah, after. sure. Um, another one was what music do you have sex to? What What are you? Because I, I love, like, sex and music combined. However, I don't do it heaps, which is interesting. Like, I go through phases and um, I recently, like, made love to, like, my meditation playlist, which is kind of cool. Hare Krishna mantras going off. No, it actually was. Um, <laughs> I'm not Hare Krishna, but I really enjoy a bit of Hare Hare chanting every now and then. I used to go for years to, on a Sunday night, like, Cutie. feast, you know, where they do chanting and then eat. I'd take Millie, my daughter, and I was just, um, so, I don't know, I like it. But, so that was recently, and then, oh, and then... Another music I like is Chelsea Wolfe. She's like really dark, dark kind of. I don't know how you explain that type of music. Those who know Chelsea Wolfe will know what I'm talking about. Like Porter's Head? No, different. I'll put it on. Mm. But that's, um, that's like brings out a darker, like slow kind of creepy good good creepy like like kind of like church think of like sex in a church where it's like bad but good that kind of so look up Chelsea Wolf it may not be your taste if you're listening like I think it's an acquired taste but I like her cool what about you 
I have been having a lot more solo sex recently and I have a Spotify playlist called Slow Solo Sex, which I can link. It's pretty damn juicy. It's a lot of like slow kind of like um, jazzy R&B vibes. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty like pretty silky sounds, I'd say. Mm. Um, I kind of like that gets like this little slutty side of me activated. But yeah, I like Porter's head and more kind of like dark stuff sometimes. And other times like really electronic, like kind of, yeah, deep, dark, housey stuff. It depends on what mood I'm in. There's lots of different flavors that I like to tap into. I like slutty R&B. Me too. It's like just channel my like. Yeah slutty kind of R&B girl like just um, pretend like, I can twerk and like that kind of thing yeah it's just like lick my ass and <laughs> suck on my tits du, 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 du. I don't even know what song but like it kind of brings out that my like, pussy yeah. and my crack oh, oh my god that was good yeah my pussy my crack just lick yeah. me all over basically yeah. um so that gets us into the next question which i really need a transmission of um around <laughs> dirty talk like i feel when people want me to do that and i'm just i'm still shut down around it and i find it sexy to receive it but when i need to do it not that i need to when i want to do it back i'm just like <gasps> Yeah. So, mm. any any insights on dirty talk? Um. Yeah, it's a tricky one, dirty talk, because I actually think the best way to, like, learn the art of that kind of dirty talk is to be with someone who's already feels comfortable in that energy Mm. that's how I learned it was like having a partner who um was really skilled in that area and it came very naturally and then it's like it brought out that side in me um and then it's like it activated that Mm. it depends on the lover like for me you know when I was um I find with women I'm a little more like um, it's like I want to look after them and treat them with like real like reverence and respect and then so to bring in like I'm going to fuck you up and fuck your, you know, like I don't know, like just say really dirty shit Yeah, I've found it harder to drop into that with women Because there's like men, less of a polarity or something going on There's something going on Yeah. Um, whereas with men you know, I can if I'm in the mood, I can definitely give it back, but I think I prefer to receive more. So, like, mm. I'm very audio, so, like, you'd say something, like, hot and dirty to me, and I'm just like, ugh, yeah. like, ugh, this is like, Yeah. Um, so I would, if you, if you want to master the art... Find a dark, sexy lover, yeah. Manifest a lover. Not like dark in skin, necessarily. I mean, just like the energy of dark dark dark, masculine. The the darker masculine energy, which can be found in women And and in dark men, obviously. It can be... Wait, what do you mean? I mean, just like... I didn't mean to say, like, don't find it in dark men. I mean, just like we all hold the energy. You're not talking about skin colour, you're talking about um, the energy. For clarifying that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, which is found in all of us. I think that's something me and you both thoroughly enjoy is the dark energy. Yeah, mm. especially dark masculine energy when it's in integrity, obviously. Oh my god, it's there's nothing very better. sexy. There's yeah. nothing better. Yeah, and I think that comes with um, a lot of self work as well, yeah. because we all have the predator in us. Um, we all have these dark energies, but it does take self work to be able to like bring them out and feel safe to do so. So you, mm-hmm. as a man or as a woman, you need to be in, you need to have a lover who creates safety, who you trust will say no and trust say yes. Yeah. So, but also like have let go of the shame that you carry around those energies within yourself, around the predator energy, around the, um, the slut archetype you know all that so um yeah yeah it's such a big journey of like owning all those parts Mm. Mm. it is Mm. yeah um another thing on here on the questions this was anal but i'm actually going to just refer to different podcasts because i've covered anal a fair bit especially recently i accidentally did two episodes in a row on anal which is funny interesting i didn't even realize so go to um episode 68 anal sex the clitoris and sluttiness episode 69 cosmic cunt 69 as an ass play and then earlier on in season one of the podcast episode two was magical anal sex so there's heaps of anal stuff you need to listen to those if you want to learn more i need to Um, learn more and then I'm actually going to um, do a some some sort of um, educative workshop on anal sex and the magic of anal sex because it really can be like a portal into a different world. It's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's not just like oh, it's it's not just a, like an act. It's like an experience, and it can be really sacred and. It can be like really powerful. It's so cool. even just like even in self pleasure or like you know getting partners even to touch that part of the body. It's like such a deeply grounding experience of just like feeling one with the earth and just fully anchored in your body. And I mean that's where like our root chakra actually is. Mm. It's like in the perineum and the anus. So it's yeah it's powerful actually I, I, a little bit of what i've been studying with the pelvic care they they touch on the importance of of like yeah looking after the the muscles around the anus as well so mm. touch your bums everyone yeah mm. um okay well i think we'll wrap up but before we do um what's something you're personally working on in your life i'm putting on the spot like what's something that you're like either struggling with or you're like challenged by or just like a theme that's coming up that you're ready to um dive into Mm. sexually it, it can be anything like it could be anything like just share because i just want people to hear like you're you're Mm, human i'm human we're dealing with that shit all the time and i just want others to know they're not alone in their struggles Mm, okay um yeah lately i've just been feeling a lot of sexual energy in my body Mm. and there's this part of me that's like you know really into the sacredness of sexuality and not wanting to share that with just anyone and then there's this other part of me that's just like oh I just want to like 
fuck. fuck and and like be ravished so I think navigating that is something that I'm doing at the moment where I'm kind of like yeah just just learning like all right where's my level of being able to contain my energy and where can I also honor my human needs of mm. wanting intimacy and connection that is both satisfying on like a bodily level but also nourishes my my soul mm. yeah and yeah. and not having shame if I just want to have sex because yeah. I think I used to be like very slutty and then and then in kind of slutty and, in a slutty and a definitely getting myself worth through through seeking sex with yeah, other so people yeah in an unhealthy way and then it kind of went the other way being like oh I need to be like so spiritual and blah 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 and now it's kind of balanced in the middle where it's like I understand my worth but I also want to like share intimacy so it's it's mm-hmm. a, a dance of waiting till I such a manifest like the the right person for that mm, good on you yeah what about you something you're navigating uh, sexually lots. <laughs> lots um throw that one back on back at you what am i navigating sexually fuck um I can't think of anything in particular that I'm navigating sexually. Probably um, just struggling a little bit with, um, like, going to my clit lots, to be Mm. honest. Like, falling back into a little bit of a, like, a clit um, addiction. So just, like, noticing that, not shaming myself at all. but, But, like, being like, oh, that's interesting. Like, where is that a reflection of my life? Yeah. I want a quick fix. Yeah. Um, I want to fix at the moment. Yeah. Which is unhealthy. Um, so that would be something that I'm like, cool. hmm, interesting. Um, and then just exploring on a personal level, like reconnecting in with my truth. What's really like my hmm. true essence as a woman? How do I continue to connect inwards rather than seek um, like self-assurance and feeling whole f- through others and um, so it's you know a consistent journey and but I feel like I'm on the right path like I'm really proud of myself that I'm like oh things went a little bit off track yes there okay like mm. this is what I know works and um, so bringing myself back into so being a sovereign being and feeling mm. sovereign and um, n- knowing that I have everything that I need within me to feel whole and complete. Mm. Yes. So that's um, been a painful and interesting journey over mm. the last few months. Beautiful. You know about all this, but it's good to share, you know. Totally. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for receiving and mm. listening. And thanks for, for like, offering up your little hut in the woods and <laughs> and like we just had the best day you know with, or afternoon we've swum in the creek and yeah. we've eaten lots of dark chocolate <laughs> and there's no wi-fi here so it's just nice to like not even look at my phone and you know these are the things that make me feel more connected mm. to myself and being in nature so thanks for for inviting me here and 
Mm. I'm really like honoured to mm. yeah record this episode with you again for yeah. the third time. Yay! Yeah. Thanks for having awesome. me on three times. Yay. It's so fun. Yeah. And for marinating my little hut in your magic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you want to like connect with either of us more, um, Lila, what's your Instagram My and website? Instagram is at Padmini, which is P-A-D-M-I-N-I underscore Yoni, Y-O-N-I. And my website is www.padminiyoni.com. Awesome. And Lila's pretty active on Instagram as am I. Um, so check her out over there my instagram is juliet j-u-l-i-e-t underscore allen a-l-l-e-n and my website is www.juliet j-u-l-i-e-t hyphen allen a-l-l-e-n dot com and you can find lots and lots of other episodes on itunes spotify and soundcloud um This is, as I said, episode 79. We're nearing the end of season two of this, of the Authentic Sex podcast. There is, let's just have a look. In fact, this is the the second last episode. So next week, episode 80 is the last episode of season two. Then I'll be having a break. I'm not sure how long it will be because I'm going to play that by ear. Mm. But um, next season three will be coming soon and if you love this um podcast please subscribe on itunes spotify soundcloud leave a review and thank you for supporting my work and listening um this episode is also actually sponsored by the juliet pleasure wand which was mentioned the juliet pleasure wand is a um like crystal pleasure wand we have i have rose quartz black obsidian and Um, clear quartz crystals that have been carved into beautiful sensual Mm. shapes and um, are safe to insert inside the vagina or anus both for women and for men to use in the anus and um, yeah they're just an incredible um, sex toy basically Um, a great alternative to the traditional sex toys so you can purchase them and read more on my website www.juliet-allen.com Thank you for listening and stay tuned.